Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. Hope you're well. I've, uh, I'm, I'm back from back from Liverpool this week. Got some good news actually. I was coming back from Liverpool and I saw a, a drunk person get ran over. So that was that was fun. That was great. Uh, don't worry, he's fine. He didn't actually <laughs> he didn't actually hit the deck or anything like that. He just the taxi bumped into him and he was kind of like shaking a bit. And then he started on the taxi driver, so it was great. It was, it was. I, I got to see it from my car as well. It was, it was a fantastic. So I'm driving through Liverpool. This is after the gig. I'm getting back home, and I'm driving through, and I'm at like I'm right next to the train station, and there's a double lane thing going on. Now I'm going left, and the taxi driver's going right, but then I could see this pisshead. I could see this guy, and he was talking to his mate. It's like Saturday night. It's about ten o'clock, half ten, something like that, and he's talking to his mate. And he's looking at his phone, he's not looking, and then he goes in front of me, So I, and it's a green light, so I make sure that I'm, I'm not going anywhere, and I was like, you need to get out of me sight, because I'm not being responsible for you. So I stayed there, I let him pass, and he gave us like a thumbs up to say, nice one, and I did. Uh, you do that thing where you don't wave, don't wave, don't put your thumb up, don't do it, don't acknowledge, I just give like a little, like a little, very slight nod, just to go, you're welcome, but in no way was I saying, you're free to cross the road, because... The taxi driver wasn't looking, so he wasn't looking, and the taxi driver wasn't looking, and the taxi driver just just fucking kind of half ran him over. So then him and his mate were starting on the taxi driver. So it was it was great. It was a taxi driver was at fault for not looking. The pedestrian was at fault for not looking. For me, it was it was a two way heel program. It was it was two bad guys, and I just got to sit there and, and watch them both argue with each other. It was fantastic. It was great. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. You know, you've got to, you've got to laugh at things like that. I was coming back from Liverpool. I was staying at my mates in Manchester through the week, through the weekend. But I drove there and back because, like, like I said last week, I can't do the Transpanian Express anymore with the piss slushing about and all that. So I went, I was walking out of Hot Water Comedy Club. This was Thursday night, I believe, and I'm going to the train station. And it was like an empty street. There was nobody there. And I'm walking down and I must have went past like one of the one of the bars as you go from Hardman Street to to Liverpool Lime Street, it's it's one of those streets, and 
you know, it's, it's one of those places where there's like loads of bars. And you know when the bars have got the barriers outside so people can sit down, be part of the bar. But there's branded barriers to stop, you know, to separate you from the seats in the street. Fucking hell, Carl, you're making a, making a right pig's ear of this. Anyway, I'm walking and a big gust of wind just hits one of these barriers. And then one of the barriers just like blew into me leg and kind of like wiped us out a bit. And I was like, oh, God, it's like that was awful. And I looked and I was like, oh, thankfully, there's nobody there's nobody about. And then and this is why I love Liverpool. It's like Liverpool, Glasgow, it, it, I said last week, it's one of those, one of them cities where I just feel at home straight away. And uh, this barrier nearly fucking blew us over myself, nearly knocked us over. Nobody saw. And then this car just slowed down and a bloke just hung his head out the passenger window. <laughs> he just said, yeah, I just saw you nearly fall over there, la. And then... <laughs> and then just drove off. <laughs> I just thought it was great. It was like, there's no need for it. There's no need just to give people shit in the street. But I'm well up for it. I'll give anyone shit in the street if I if if I'm in the right frame of mind, you know, I'm a big I'm a big fan of um of, of doing the exact same thing, so you can't fault it. He was laughing, I was laughing, I held my hand up to say I was the dick, you know, because I was, I'm the dick in that situation. And that was it. That's all we need. He drove off. Well, of course he drove off. He didn't slow down. It was a drive-by. I got drive-by heckled in the streets of Liverpool. And he, and he drove off into the night, never to be seen or heard from again. So I've, I've, I'll never see him before or since or after. And I don't need to because we'll always have that memory. It was great. Yeah, I just saw you. Yeah, I just saw you nearly fall over there, lad. <laughs> it was so fast and aggressive. And it was just, it was almost as if he was responsible for the wind. Like it was almost like he planted the wind there <laughs> to wipe us out just so he could slow down and be like, ah. And I loved how, obviously, he was a passenger, so he's told his mate to slow down. His mate's obviously like, yeah, I'm having some of this as well. Fantastic. <laughs> so who did I see? I mean, I, I saw Phil Chapman. I saw Danny McLaughlin, Andrew O'Neill, Mick Ferry. And, uh, oh, yes, it was a bonus, a little bonus ball. I didn't realise, because Mick Ferry's away to Australia, so he, his family were taking him out for a meal on the Saturday. I thought he was there the whole weekend. And, um, and so Chris Washington took his place. So I got to see a bit of Chris Washington too, so that was great. He, he, I went to go and get some noodles on the Saturday. He he, he said he, he was going to go get a kebab. He said it was the best kebab he's ever had. I didn't take it. I didn't want a big kebab sitting on his on the Saturday night drive home. But it was good. I saw, oh, and I saw a little cameo appearance from... Um, oh, actually, I saw uh, Shane Todd and his support act, Will. Uh, uh, Will's last name escapes us now. That, that's that's bad patter. Sorry, Will. And then upstairs, so if you've been following us on, on my social media, on my Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that, you know I'm, I'm banging on about uh, the patron. You know I'm banging on about the Tyne Theatre special, so I'm putting out little adverts every now and then, but I've got, I got, I got a social media guy to do the proper subtitles, captions. Kids call them captions now. The subtitles, aren't they? So, I got, you know, I've, I've paid somebody to, to be doing all that, so he sent the first lot over. So in between shows... I was like, right, you know, I'm not going to get any work done here in the green room. So I went upstairs and I started putting out uh, an advert, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just putting out adverts for the, the Tyne Theatre Show. If you're not already on board, patreon.com slash Carl Hutchinson, Tyne Theatre Show. It's a 71-minute stand-up comedy special filmed in 4K. Get on it. Get on it. What the hell are you doing? And thank you very much to everyone who's bought it already. I'm, I'm blown away. Honestly, I'm, I'm 
I thought like two people were going to do it. So th- it, this is it, more than I ever could have anticipated. So thank you so much, by the way. Uh, anyway, I'm going upstairs and I'm putting these adverts out and bloody Ishan Akbar just turns up as well. He was just in town, which is weird because he wasn't, he said he wasn't gigging and he wasn't, uh, he doesn't live there. And he did tell us twice, but I'd already had a couple of pints. It was one of them things where I was like, all right, so what, what are you doing here then? And he told us, and then I was like, right, I And because I'm like half trying to post stuff out on, because you've got to put stuff out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Facebook Reels, Facebook Post, uh, Twitter, X. I mean, I kind of, yeah, that's kind of an afterthought now. And then Threads. Yeah, Threads didn't really, you know, didn't really uh, make the cut, did it? You know, we've kind of all... I've I've got it. Everyone, you know, was like a big old jump on it, and now, but nah, I don't I don't really post on threads. But anyway, I'm I'm going through all that with Ishan, and I was like, uh, so what brings you here, Ishan? He was like, I've just fucking told you, and it goes to show how much I was paying attention because clearly I don't even remember now. But it was nice to see you, Ishan, if you listen to this, which chances are you're not. <laughs> but yeah, I've been putting out lots of uh, social media clips, and and be, and I'm going through like old shows as well and old sets. That one story that I've put out of, uh, it, I just call it Shat in the Street, which, yeah, very highbrow, very highbrow. But, you know, it, it talks about, it, it mentions the, from like when I was eight years old living in Hill Park. And I, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before. I, might, I mean, if I have, I'll, I'll tell it again. But I was, I was walking along and there was a lad called Paul. <laughs> he just went like, oh, I need to go to the toilet. And I was like, right, okay. His house was literally a one minute walk away. And I was like, all right, no worries. I'll wait for you. And he's like, nah, it's fine. And he just like, I don't know, it's like, it's just because you, like, you're just young and feral living in Hill Park. And he just ran into the bushes and he just had a big shite in the bushes and then got a couple of dock leaves to wipe his arse, which was awful because they were ripping. Didn't really do it. And when people say dock leaves were good, for, if you got stung by a nettle, you put dock leaves on, didn't. It just made it worse. So he's trying to wipe his arse with these dock leaves. <laughs> And, he, and then that that should have been it, right? I was like, oh, that was that was one of the grossest things I've ever seen. And then the dog came over. The dog belong the dog belong the dog belonged to the guy who ran the corner shop. Pretty sure the dog was called George. And I remember the dog just like was like, oh, what's this shite? And just just ate the shite. And I was like, well, that's also the grossest thing I've seen. <laughs> I've seen somebody shit in the street, and then immediately I've seen a dog eat it. <laughs> And then it was like an hour later and we're playing football on the green in front of the news agents. If you live in Hill Park, if you've been to Hill Park in Jarrow, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, it's the one it's the one bit of uh, green in front of the, the news agents there. Where, where When they were doing council polling votes, they would always put like a big, big like metal polling box there, which was great because we would use it as a goal. And, and subsequently get a chase, and, and then we would climb on top of it, and that would be where we steal cage match if we were playing wrestling. Anyway, we're playing football in, in the green, and the lad who ran the corner shop, he just came out, and he was absolutely fuming at Paul. He was like, Paul, Paul, get here now, Paul. Hey, Paul, Paul. <laughs> and like, because I'd just moved to the estate, so I didn't really know who was what, what was going on. And it, he just it always just lived in my head. He just went, Paul, have you been shitting in the street again? <laughs> just again like what the hell <laughs> have you been shitting in the street again and like like how long how often was Paul doing this for this to be an again it's got to be more than twice hasn't it I mean you do it once you get told off don't ever do that you do it twice like stop it so this 
I'm going to bet that this was at least the third time Paul shat in the street. Have you been shitting in the street again for it to be a regular occurrence? And Paul's going like, no, no, no. And he's nudging me like, all right, is this my cue to, to lie for you also? I was like, no, he hasn't. I've been with him the whole time and no shite has ever come out. <laughs> and he went, you have, and he's pointing at the dog, right? He goes, you have, and I know you have, and I've told you to stop doing it. And he was like, and he points at the dog. He went, I can see it in his teeth. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, I got to uh, bump into him as well at the... Uh, remember when I told you about the, the WrestleMania party a few episodes back and we're all dressed up? And it was me and Steph Petty and it was like Del Boy and Rodney going to Asda at two in the morning. He was Vera and I was Riz Ramon. He was at that party independently. He wasn't there for the wrestling. He was just there for a drink. And I, I came up and I was like, I was like, oh, you all right, mate? And he's like, oh, God, I haven't seen you since, well, like nine. And I told him that whole story and he just, he had to put his pint down. He was like, I forgot all about that. He was like, and then he just said something like, oh, I, I was monkey me, like, <laughs> just no. Yeah, that was me. I have changed me ways now. I've I've moved on up in the world, you know, I'm, uh, I'm shitting in toilets now. Ah, good for you, mate, I. How's how's young Paul doing? Oh, he's uh, he's toilet trained. Ah, he's thirty two. He's doing really well. <laughs> oh, but I got bollocked. I got bollocked for taking the car to Liverpool. I did. So, I did. do you ever like um, get fo- like? Do you ever envision the whole argument and then go right? I'll w- with your wife or your partner and go right. I'll just make sure I've got permission to do all of this, and then when it happens, it doesn't matter if you've got permission. She's just going to say, I didn't give you permission, and it's going to be fucking hell. So what happened was, took the car to Liverpool, because I said, we need to get back for Peppa Pig. So to celebrate 20 years of Peppa Pig, there's 10 episodes getting played in cinemas all around the country. And that's not an advert, by the way. That's just something we went to on the Sunday. So I'm away Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, I can't get the train back because the, the first train back, if, if it arrives, isn't going to get us there until like one in the afternoon. So the only option was to go, uh, I'll drive so that I can drive through the night and get uh, to Peppa Pig at the Tyneside Cinema for 10.30. So I, so I squared all this away. And then I think it's because it was raining and it was snowing. And in fairness, like I, it's manky is out. So Sophie didn't have the car all weekend, which means with Lily, if you've got a two-year-old and you don't have the car, it's it's fucking hell. So I did. So the weather, I didn't envision the weather thing. So I'll hold my hands up for that. But um, I basically, I just got a load of dogs abuse for for leaving Sophie without the car. And then, but do you know if like you're in trouble for one thing, then everything else just becomes unreasonable. And I was like, well, she was like, you're not taking the car again. I was like, right, fine, I don't need to because if you remember, the only reason I'm taking the car is to uh, get to Peppa Pig for tenth. Well, why did you book it for that day? Well, you said that that day would be the best. Okay, well, where have you, where have you parked for the Tyneside Cinema? Uh, we're just going to park at the uh, NCP in Jordan Dobson Street so that it's right next to the... Because I had to go back and do some guttering with me mate Kettle, who was only available between the hours of 12 and 2.30. So it was a full-on bonus ball of a day. So then I got shit for, well, why have you booked the Tyneside Cinema? Do you not know that they're playing at the gate as well? And the gate's got an underground car park. I said, Sophie... Do you want to do the gate or the Tyneside? And your exact words were, I love the Tyneside. We used to go all the time, Christmas, to watch Wonderful Life. Let's do the Tyneside. It's Lily's first experience at a cinema. I would prefer it to be the Tyneside rather than just your chain cinema at the gate. Sophie is denying all knowledge that she said that. I don't know if I'm being gaslit. That's the thing. I don't know if 
if I've, I don't know if I've said it or not. No, I, I haven't got a fucking clue. I don't know if I've imagined that whole thing or I've just been a prick and done what I want to do. And I'll be honest, either scenario is is completely conceivable. So who knows? But yeah, it was fine. It was one of those where, you know, I think maturity comes in, doesn't it? You go, I'm not going to argue with you over the phone. Uh, like when I'm in Liverpool and you're at home and you've got a kid. I think, I think in the past you would have like, well, no, that he has all the reasons why I think I'm right. And you would have lost your temper and you would have made things worse, you know. And then, and I said to Sophie, I was kind of patting myself on the back on Sunday night when it was all done. I was like, hey, aren't you impressed? That's the blokes have to do that. Hey, aren't you impressed that I acted like a mature human being and just didn't exacerbate the situation? <laughs> and Sophie said, well, yeah, it's because he didn't have a leg to stand on. I was like, oh, God, right, right, okay, fine. I'm not, I'm not digging this up again. We're fine now. All good. But yeah, I got a lot of shit. Got a lot of shit for leaving Sophie without the car. And thank you to me mate Kettle, who helped us with the guttering around the front. It was it wasn't it wasn't a good task, and uh, I did fuck all. I held the ladders essentially because I'm not very good at DIY or anything like that. But Kettle is, and and that's why he's such a such a good mate. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, watch a bit of True Detective on the night time. We've just finished Better Call Saul. And it's a really weird thing because Sophie's kind of, she's seen Breaking Bad, but she's, I, I don't think she's seen it all the way through. I think she kind of, uh, it's, oh, honestly, Sophie just gives up on stuff so easily. It's a pain in the fucking ass, right? But So we've actually watched Better Call Saul. She's watching it like chronologically. She's watching the prequel before the sequel. Well, actually, no. She's watching the prequel before the main thing. But that's sometimes, you know, when you see little nuggets of little uh, Easter eggs to nod you to Breaking Bad, she's not getting any of those. So I'm having to go like, you know, uh, th- this bit is significant because X, Y, and Z. And then the last four episodes of Better Call Saul are all in black and white, which reminded me that that's what happens to Saul Goodman after Breaking Bad. So we've kind of paused Better Call Saul bar the last four episodes. And I was like, right, so should we watch Breaking Bad? And she was like, well, can we have a fucking break between Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad? So we're watching True Detective, which in means in brackets, we're probably never going to finish it. She, she loves a bit of this. 
So that's just another one that remains unfinished now, Breaking Bad and the last four episodes of Better Call Saul. But yeah, they were playing some music in uh, in, in the new Series 4, True Detective, and... Uh, I think the Beatles were on, the Beatles were on like on repeat in one of the opening scenes and it just reminded us that like I really, I'm not a big fan of like of what a lot of people consider to be like amazing music, like I could really take or leave the Beatles, I really could, like and I I know I'm wrong because people tell us I'm wrong all the time which means means you're all wrong, doesn't it? But yeah, Beatles, Queen, uh, just nah, just get fucked, like Oasis as well, like I'm alright for like... Now, I would never go, oh, stick on, let's stick on a bit of Queen, a bit of Oasis, a bit of Beatles. What's your, what's your band that everyone loves and you could give two fucks about? Podcast at gmail.com. Another one, David Bowie. I really wish, I really wish it wasn't the case as well. I really wish um, I liked David Bowie. I would put an asterisk next to David Bowie because he's the one person that like you know you see him in interviews and and you know you obviously seem like an amazing person very interesting very uh like intelligent and you know just 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 all around like a good individual so i wish i liked his music but i didn't but yeah the rest i, I who gives a fuck i i hated living through the music wise i felt so isolated I, I didn't i didn't feel like i belonged in the in the musical era that i grew up in you know just you know, what, what What am I trying to remember when I was night? Manic Street Preachers, Stereophonics, just, you know, Travis. I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, and I know, so it's fine. All of these bands are doing much better than I am. I'm sure you, they could give two fucks, but I don't know. It's just when you grow up in something like that, you're just like, ah, God, is this, is this what music is? Is it? Is this meant to be my music? Didn't care for it. There was a lot. I hated that um, when... I hated I hated DJs. I hated when DJs started getting a lot more play as well. Because I was like, oh god, is this the way it's going? A little less conversation by Elvis. You remember that one when they remixed it? Oh, Elvis! I'll throw Elvis in there as well. I'll throw Elvis and I'll throw the Daft fucking remix in there as well. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure. You know what? I think Elvis is doing a bit better than me, and he's dead. <laughs> is he dead? Yeah, of course he's fucking dead. Call he's fucking no. Is Elvis dead? As if I went to Google that. And then, oh, what else? Oh, I thought of another song. I think I started this uh, weeks and weeks or maybe months ago of um, songs where you'd have to be an absolute arsehole to enjoy them. I've got another one for you. Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. I hated that one because I hated how people would, people would like mimic his voice. So the way he says Electric Avenue, people would sing that. I, I, and I hate that. And that's uh, Cuddles in the Kitchen. That, who who the fuck's that again? The, in the chef, um, Arctic, Arctic Monkeys, yeah, yeah, the, nah, 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 they don't speak for me. Yeah, it, only because when everyone would sing "Cuddles in the Kitchen," they would sing it in the in the accent that the the front man's got. So I and even and then the new whatever that new phrase uh, phrase was in the after the nineties, you know, when everyone's got fucking stupid hair and the tight leather jackets, so all the Kasabian libertines. Baby shambles, or just hated all of that. So, what music do I like? I don't know. What have I been listening to recently? Just Pearl Jam, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Jason Isbell, just off the beaten path. And this, and this is where I realise that, like, I'm in the minority because I'll, like, I'll, I'll throw all them bands under the bus, and I'll actively say, like, I'll not be talked into it as well. Like, if somebody went, well, if I could sit you down and play three of their best, I go, nah, go fuck yourself. Like, no. 
I'm openly closed-minded for when, when it comes to music, when it comes to art. But like I say, I'm sure everyone I've just mentioned could give two fucks about my opinion, so it's all good. We just had Pancake Day as well, which I think is probably the most pointless of all of the holidays, is it? Pancake Day? You know, just, it's Pancake Day. It's Pancake Day today. <laughs> it's just stupid, isn't it? What does that mean? It means you have to have a pancake. Well, do you want a pancake? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you want one or not. <laughs> you have to have one. See, because I fancied a pancake last week, I did. But I realised that it wasn't Pancake Day. And I thought, I can't have a pancake when it's not Pancake Day. So I wait for Pancake Day so I can eat my pancakes. <laughs> Just a pointless uh, pancake. Eat that. Sit down and eat it. Is it for your dinner? No. Do you, what, you have before your dinner? Do you want it? It doesn't matter. Just pancake. It's just who who told you that you need to eat pancake? Uh, Asda, all the stuff there. It's uh, it's it's just pancake and Valentine's. So we we get that, and then we get the two courses for that. Do you want any of the stuff on the two courses? No, but you have to have it because they tell you they say it's two two for twelve pound. It's just panna cotta. You have, to have a panna cotta after me pancake. Why? Because it's Asda, Morrison's. <laughs> but <laughs> fucking Elko, what are you going on about? It is pointless, but I think once again, it's, it's when you've got a kid. I think I said the same thing about Christmas. You know, once you've got a kid, you realise how important all these little things are. It's, um, being able to to make pancakes with Lily and everything. It's, it's been it's been oh, she's give with a run around the day like Jesus Christ. Being with Lily, getting to make the pancakes and everything. But but Sophie, bless her, she's right. So Sophie. Went and made all of it, did like got all the mixture, made the mixture, uh, strawberries, chocolate, and all that. It was fantastic, and Lily absolutely loved it. That is the normal way of describing what happened at Pancake Day. The abnormal way, the psychotic way, the Carl Hutchinson way of describing what happened at Pancake Day was Sophie absolutely decimated the fucking kitchen. It was honestly, I don't know how, for, for a pancake, two frying pans, because the first one was no good, two frying pans. And, and two big, massive fucking saucepans as well. It was like the tiger who come to tea. It was mental. And then the whole... So Sophie set us back the day a whole dishwasher worth. I mean, the dishwasher's on the go now. The washing machine's on the go. But normally I wake up and I've just got a few things to do. I had like a whole extra load of a dishwasher just to fucking get rid of the remnants of pancake day. I've told you before, if Sophie says I'm going to make a spaghetti bolognese, I do a cross-benefit analysis in my head of like, is it worth the fuck on? of cleaning the kitchen afterwards. Usually it's not. I, did, I mean, it's not an indictment on Sophie's cooking. It's lovely, but, you know, it's not It's not worth the effort, is it, of, of the, the tidying up after. God, I'm getting a lot off my chest here, but, yeah. I think I'm a bit wound up today because Sophie's, uh, she got a, 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 and I can't ever tell Sophie this, and thankfully, why would you ever listen to a podcast of her husband? But she, uh, she got a, Lily's been taking the piss at the minute with uh, trying to get her ready in the morning. She's just taken me and Sophie for an absolute couple of mugs, like just trying to get ready, and she just runs from place to place. She's figured out she can hide under the chair. She's figured out she can hide under the bed. She can get in our bed. She's got no... She jumps off the toilet and just runs in the bed and all that, and that bare arse is everything. She's just like, how am I, Lily? Just we're trying to get ready here, please. Now, I don't mind as much because 
you know, it, and it's usually because, hey, I'm about to go away Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, you know, let's just fucking, yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just let her get on with it. Problem is, it's like, then when Sophie's got Lily by herself, not only does she have Lily by herself, but I've kind of like undone. I've spent four days like undoing all of the hard work that Sophie's put in, like a, like a fucking supply teacher, you know? <laughs> so, so I get it. I totally get it. So Sophie's went and bought this lovely laminated uh, chart and I'm looking at it now. So the, the idea is that Lily sees all the tasks that she's got in front of her and it kind of uh, gives her a bit of an incentive to fill, uh, to fill all the charts. So it's called Lily's Morning Routine. And so the first one is just wake up and it's a picture of a son. And when she's woken up, you get to close you get to close this little tag. Imagine imagine little tags, you know, I only ever see it in like American films where it goes like, ring this number if you want an internship and they put it like on a on, on a phone box and it, there's 10 little tags and 10 people take the number. It's like, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, one, two, three, four, I've got eight. I've got eight tags. So the first one's uh, wake up and then you fold it and there's a picture of a, a butterfly and it says brilliant. And then the second one is breakfast and you fold that and it says, show kindness. And then uh, on and on, it says, brush your teeth, wash your hands and face, go to the toilet, get dressed, brush your hair, coat and shoes. And that's Lily's morning routine. And when, and when you fill that in, you get like a, you get a little snack or something like that. And it's it's meant to incentivize Lily to uh, not give us the runaround in the morning. And I'll, I can't say this to Sophie because she's done the research, right? And she's went and got it. All I had to do was just follow the instructions from Sophie. But I was the first person to do the chart today. And listeners, I just want to say this to you because when Sophie gets back from work, I'm not going to be able to say this as candidly as um, I would like to. When Sophie gets back, I'm going to go, ah, you know what? She wasn't really into a chart today, but you know, it's the first day. We're going to keep trying. We'll just keep on top of it. But listeners, I just want to tell you now, that chart does absolutely fuck all. That does fuck all. The biggest piece of shit. That it does less, it does less than fuck all. It, it slows things down, if anything. Because in between trying to get Lily from the bed or under the chair, I'm having to, like a fucking twat, get this chart and going like, oh no, Lily, come on. We've got to wash our hands. Come on, we've got to fold this over. And she's looking at us going, what, why do I need to fold it over? So, it's, you know, I, I need to improve on how to approach that. But I just want to get that off my chest. I did absolutely fuck all. But I don't do myself any favours whatsoever because I'm, I'm a right annoying twat with Sophie as well. We were watching watching BBC Breakfast. It was the It was today or yesterday. If you're watching Breakfast, when you listen to this, this time last week, you'll know there was a lovely piece on people who uh, run youth clubs in, I think it was Oldham. It was Oldham or Bolton. And I always get that mixed up because in my, where I live in the northeast, uh, next to Calf Close, there's a Bolton. There's a Bolton with a D, and then the main Bolton is Bolton with a T, and then there's an Oldham, which is right next to Bolton. Or Bolton. Fucking hell. It's all northwest, isn't it? It's all north, except from the one that's northeast, but yeah. What do you call a bomb? What do you call a bomb cake? I call it a cob. I call it a bomb. I call it a fucking... Shut up, man. But yeah, there was a piece on youth clubs in, in Bolden, and it was really... It was great. It was like, you know, all these underprivileged areas getting, like, a lot of investment, and this guy's given up... Uh, whoever the guy was, he had one button that was too far down uh, on his shirt, but I'll I'll let that fly, because he was doing a lot of nice things for, for kids in the area, so that was great. So fair play to him. And uh, fair play to, to everyone who was running that youth club. It looked like everyone was getting a lot out of it. So so great, wonderful to see. Great to see the exposure on BBC Breakfast as well. 
But I don't remember any of that because there was a guy on immediately after that, part of the youth club, and he was called Barnard Rooney, which was which immediately in my head, I, I, he was called Barney Rooney. And then when you say Barney Rooney, that's very funny to me. And so most of the morning, trying to get Lily ready, and not only is she not playing ball, but the fucking dickhead over here, I'm just walking around, like, you know, emptying the dishwasher or trying to get Lily to put her shoes on. I'm just going like, Barney Rooney? Because <laughs> it's Northwest, right? He's, he's obviously Barney. He's Barney Rooney. Hello, I'm Barney Ro- What time's Barney Rooney coming for dinner? Or oh, they wouldn't say dinner. Your dinner? You call it dinner? It's tea. Tea, dinner, lunch, supper. Eh? Barney? Barney Rooney? What time's Barney Rooney coming for his slop of Giuseppe? <laughs> slop of Giuseppe? I, you'll be lucky. He's in Nando's having a having a chillabilly. He's having a chillabilly before he's slopping to Giuseppe. That's Barney Rooney for you. <laughs> Carl, will you fucking shut up, man? <laughs> so, in fairness, I, I deserve all the disrespect I ever get because I never make it easy for myself. But what a name, what a name. Bar- Barney Rooney? Well, I think that's all the Barney we've got Rooney for this week. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope. Please don't forget to uh, Barney and Rooney. Keep us in the very good company that I'm in. <laughs> uh, you guys have been great as always. I hope you have a lovely week. I'm on tour again, uh, carlhutchinson.net. And if you want to watch last year's show, patreon.com slash carlhutchinson. And if you want to get in touch for anything that I've mentioned this week, carlhutchinsonpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Have a lovely week. Goodbye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>